The subject of today's episode is a device that, even though it grew in popularity throughout the latter part of the 20th century, its original use was to give prisoners in the 19th century something to do, and to aid in agriculture. However, it wouldn't take long for it to go from a productive, albeit strenuous, workout to a pointless and painful punishment to curtail the poor from getting free food and blankets even if it meant mounting injuries and deaths. Used by trainers to punish their clients and fitness influencers to get those all too evasive clicks, you'll see how just 200 years ago, about half the prisons in the UK, and for a short time a few in America, would be subject to this exhausting apparatus, including one very prolific Irish poet. Today we cover the treadmill. I'm Kevin Young. And I'm Dan, the torture computer. I have an IQ of 6,000, which is the same IQ as 6,000 PE teachers. <laughs> this is torture. <laughs> <sighs> the treadmill. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm like a Canadian with a floppy head, you see. <laughs> For those of you who are listening and not watching uh, on our Patreon, Dan is upside down on our Zoom. Yeah, I'm going to change it now because yeah. I'm getting dizzy looking at myself. <laughs> Just leave it like that. You upside yeah. down. <laughs> There You're you upside go. down, and the guy in the chair. <laughs> down. There you go. I can't get my head down where his head is. Oh, fuck. No, I won't. I don't think it'll. You get that far back, and what he would see it. Yeah. Uh, well. Oh, anyway. Well, Dan, how you doing? Good, 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 good. Except for having my head next to uh, man's penis in the background there. <laughs> Guy's chunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. <clears throat> yeah. Good. 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 Can't complain. Yeah. Can't stop. Won't stop. Anyway, I can't complain. You know, the usual. Can't. How are you? Yeah. I don't ask you how you are enough on this. I realized listening back on episodes, I just selfishly talk about me. As soon as you ask me, well, I ask. I know, I and I don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's fine. It's but fine. But I care. It's fine. It's no. See, what actually happened was uh, he texted me on the side, people, and gave out to me for not asking how he is because he felt sad. So, <laughs> Dan, please ask didn't me how I'm doing. Yeah. Today. I have so much yeah. I need to talk yeah. about. <laughs> I'm gonna take a while. I guess you didn't watch the Super Bowl this past Sunday. Uh, I watched all 51 seconds of uh, Taylor Swift on it. Yeah, people but that was that's about it. And uh, the hilarious Viva Las Vegas moment. Which I thought was fucking hilarious. It was really funny. The look on Tay Tay's face. Oh, oh. That whole, did you not see that? Uh, the celebration afterwards. <laughs> just the look of the look on her no, face. This, the, 
the second the game was over, I turned it off. I was like, all right, I'm done. Because <laughs> I didn't, I honestly did not give a flying fuck about the game. It was a really good game. Let's get that right. It was, it was, well, I say it was a really good game. It was actually kind of a horrible game. Both teams played like shit through most of it, but it was a close game. I watched um, a few minutes of it, and what happened yeah. to you was I turned it on, and it was the second quarter, and I mm-hmm. commented on the fact that obviously nothing happened in the first one. Because they only no. got got a field goal, because they only yeah. three points at the time, and I said as I said Alison, I was like, "This is I'm so glad I didn't turn it on." So it's obviously a very fucking boring first quarter, and then um, I saw like the first touchdown, and then after that, I went, "Yeah, fuck it, whatever, I'm done now, <laughs> don't care." <laughs> Defensive heavy football games can be really fun to watch. In certain, I I thought it was a fun game to watch. It it can kind of be like. Like if you watch baby, if you like like a home run derby, is a lot more fun than a pitching duel. So the offense, offense just going off and it being there you go, and it being um, just touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Yeah, can can be you know that's more fun to watch for most people. But I thought it was I thought it was a pretty decent game. Um, Part of me, con- sorry. Oh. No, I thought I said I think the big controversies that came out of it were. People getting upset with Travis Kelsey because he yelled at Andy Reid, who was the coach. And it's like these people who are blowing up saying he's an, he's going to be an abuser because of how he talks to his coach. You've never played competitive sports in your life if you think that that means you're an abuse because that's just how that's that, how the it adrenaline is. and shit. Yeah, that, yeah, like, and yeah, he's, it's the fucking Super games. Bowl. It's not like it's a preseason game. It's the fucking <sighs> Super Bowl for Christ's yeah. sake. The biggest then, sporting event in the world. And ironically enough, half the world don't actually care about the sport. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's 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 like the eleventh biggest sporting event in the world. People are so shocked to find out that other people in the world don't watch the Super Bowl. It's like is a video going around like asking people at the Super Bowl, what's the what's bigger, the Super Bowl or the World Cup? And like everybody be like, Oh, it's a Super Bowl, look how many people are here. Do you have any idea how many people watch the fucking world the super bowl gets 10 times less views than the women's world cup yeah well the women's okay. world cup the last one was particularly highly viewed you know yeah um, which is good but uh just yeah. because just because america doesn't always doesn't usually do that well in the world cup we think that oh nobody's watching it it's like no they're watching plenty of people yeah. watching the fucking um Tour de France gets like a billion viewers. Yeah, the Monaco so, Grand Prix gets um, probably as many as the World Cup. Well, not the World Cup, it's probably as the Super Bowl would get. It's close it's, enough to it. The Super Bowl it, is the Super Bowl is a it's an American thing. Yes, you can watch it outside of the United States. Some people do, but is well, American technically, thing? it's 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 national, though. Hence, N and the NFL, but none of the international teams whatever get into you know what I mean like so technically there's like the team that was like Rotterdam are probably one of the only decent um, NFL teams out there that aren't in America we have one here and I know it's possible for them to get into like the playoffs and all that shit and eventually get to the stage of being able to compete to go for the Super Bowl but they never will unless I'm gravely mistaken no, that no, that that must be like a a, a different league because the NFL's 
just the 32 teams here. They they had talked about bringing in Is a it? team. They talked about Canada can compete to go into it, but oh, no, no, you can't compete from other leagues to try to get into the into the Super Bowl. I I I think that would be great. I I think that. Um, I know this has been a, people had brought this up before, and it's actually Scott Ziegler, one of my favorite authors, has a book series where this is actually how it works in his NF, in his football league. But uh, you have like the NFL, which is the top tier, and then you'd have like the US slash XFL or the or the CFL, the Canadian Football League, would be like second tier, and just all those you know just keep going in a line, and like the number one team in a tier. Or the the number you know they would fight for a championship and the winner would get to move up a tier and then the worst team of the tier above that would move down a tier and so the 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 competition's kind of always changing right I think that'd be fun but no you can't you can't compete to get into uh, yeah, the Super Bowl I, if you're not one of the thirty yeah I, I was gonna say there's the, there is a league and it's the NFL Europe <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. what I, I thought that you could is, I remember, like, somebody talking about it before, about, um, what the fuck? There's some sport that isn't soccer. Like, and it was a league thing where it was basically all around the world type thing. Anybody could sure. again, but basically nobody was as good as, it was probably a basketball thing, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Mm, oh, well, doesn't matter. But, anyway... Anyway, so that was the one controversy with him yelling at his coach. The other one was, I guess they shot to old Tay-Tay at one point, and she was sitting there with her mom, and they decided to chug their beers while they were on the big screen. Yeah, and it's like, oh, she's 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 supposed to be a role model. She's chugging beers. Like, first off, that's what everybody how dare a thirty year how dare a thirty year old woman have a beer at a football game? How dare she? Secondly, that my friend was not chugging a beer. She had like a quarter of a beer and it took her four drinks to get it down. That is the opposite of she chugging tried. a beer. <laughs> yeah. And thirdly, grow the fuck up. Yeah, especially I mean, it's this. We love Taylor Swift here, people. This is the oh, Tay-Tay podcast. here is love for Taylor Swift. Listen, and and the fact that it's coming from two guys who just don't like her music and 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 don't really give a shit about her at all. We're obviously not Swifties. Leave her alone. Yeah. She's just trying to enjoy her life. Just leave her the fuck alone. God damn it. I, it's it's yeah. I don't know. It's it, they yeah, can only talk about it last episode a little bit and then. I had a rant after the after the episode. Yeah, yeah it's well, just I don't I don't know why people have an because issue. they have nothing better to do. No, they see true. a they see a successful woman enjoying her life, and she's not enjoying it the way they think that she should. So they have to. Yeah, that's fair enough. Like, like, like I said to you last week, as well, like a massive Formula One fan, and every race, they uh, different teams bring in different celebrities. And sure. it's a it's a bit of a um they're scratching their backs, they're scratching their type thing where the person that's usually there is typically there to promote something, but yeah. in turn they are supporting the team that has invited them down. An awful lot of the time, especially I say the Monaco one, um the celebrities yeah. don't have a fucking clue about Formula One. And they're there purely for speculum because of the what it'll bring in terms of like they'll be seen to be at it. 
you know. Oh yeah, it's well, um, I mean, it's it's promotion. It's all it is. Yeah, and it's actually one of yeah. my favorite parts of the races. Is there's one of the pundits, and um, he's an ex-driver, Martin Brundle, um, and he's fantastic pundit. Like, mm-hmm. and yet for ever since he retired from racing, like, he's been involved in that side of things, and he does his things. Martin's uh, gridwalk. So what happens at the start before every race starts, they have everybody's out in the grid and you have the cars out and the drivers are out there and all prepping and stuff like that but a lot of celebrities and if you buy particular passes you can be walking around there too um and martin goes around and finds these celebrities to, and he talks to the drivers interviews but he always finds these celebrities and over the last couple of years because there's been more and more celebrities that just don't give a shit about him like he's had he had yeah. a strange run in with machine gun kelly at the last one like he's like he's like oh hey so um was it really? Uh, he, he says to him, he said something like, um, "I want to talk about your career," and he goes, oh, "I don't like talking about my career." And he's like, "Why? What? What do you mean?" He's like, oh, "I don't like talking about myself," you know. And I'm thinking to myself, "Fuck off! What you, you love fuck? talking about yourself." <laughs> and um, then he goes, oh, "What about your career?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, like you know, it's great that music and Formula One have always been involved. Because you always have, like, I mean, it's always been a big connection between musicians and Formula One." And um, he's like, "Yeah." And next, he's like, "Oh look, let's start playing. Let's play some music. Let's play some music." And he starts talking about himself, and I was like. Machine gun, fuck off, like you know, and then there's somebody else completely Megan the Stallion, whatever, like that. It was a really funny, yeah. but I think it's the whole point of what I'm trying to say, though, is I think it's funny, like, where the complete set, the complete difference there, where it's like, like we said before, the gatekeeping fucking assholes who don't want anything mm-hmm. to do with her being there and they don't want her fans having anything to do with their precious board they must protect. Um, yeah. versus the fact that, like, you know, I mean, me being a massive fan of his radio, I love the fact that these celebrities are idiots. Like, I mean, it shows these guys sitting there, <laughs> like, in the pit, you, know, like, you can tell the ones that are actually genuinely interested. Like, I mean, like, Brad Pitt was there before he was doing filming for a movie, and Keanu Reeves is a massive fan, and he was sitting there, and you could see him, like, really getting into the data and looking and stuff, and you see other people, yeah. like, just looking around, like, look at all the yeah. cars. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, the car goes zoom. <laughs> It's funny yeah. looking one. I don't know. I don't understand why fans like can't just accept that. You know, it's it's it, it, good it, for it, you. It's, it's good for your sport, you idiots. It is. It's fucking fantastic for the NFL because <laughs> yeah. they have like a million new little twelve year old fans that are that exactly. once once Taylor Swift isn't on TV anymore, at least some of them are going to continue to watch football. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. It, it's great for the Chiefs. It's great for the NFL fucking just if it was if it was a guy up there who was like best friends or the brother of a of a football player Nobody they would not give two shits no because that's because they're relevant to the sport you see to a certain extent i mean but here's a here's a counter like, thing for you then in that case his brother okay. was there with her and every time he showed yeah. her he was on the fucking screen so therefore, well, uh, for the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. He was so uh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So stop giving out. They're showing a footballer. His team wasn't even there. You know? No, no. So he was. Uh, he uh, he plays for the Eagles. He's all decked out in fucking Chiefs gear, which yeah, is kind of up. a yeah. His wife wouldn't though. Well, Jason fair. Kelsey's wife refused to wear Chiefs. She's a Philadelphia Eagles fan since she was like a little kid and she refuses to wear anybody else's stuff so she's like I'll I'll support Travis I'll wear red but I am not wearing Kansas City Chiefs shit I, I, so I, she wore yeah I get that she wore a Cincinnati Wildcats <laughs> uh the college team she wore their stuff like, it's like you wouldn't enough. see me if you wouldn't see me wearing somebody other than like Arsenal's kit I was an English football team. People can give over that. I, yeah, I but, don't know who Arsenal is. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> they say like the old <laughs> bad is a Chelsea fan, and he's 
play football if he played for Chelsea. He'd be like, yeah, cool, I'll go to the game. But I'd be wearing that red jersey underneath that top and it'd be zipped up, all right. But, you know, I ain't brought nothing See, no blue. If, if one of our kids were playing for a team that wasn't U- uh, Manchester United, my wife would probably wear the colors, but I doubt she'd buy anything that didn't say Manchester United on it because she's a huge fan. If her... Uh, her so we're uh, removing her from Facebook. <laughs> the, she's uh, a dirty mank. The seventeen-year-old he kicks for football, and as if if he if he got on with like the Cowboys or something, I'd support him to the end of the earth. But I'm not putting on a fuck Cowboys jersey. It's just not oh, going to happen. Yeah. So I understand the feeling. I'm it's so just, tempted to go yeah. and get my my Tom Brady jersey now that I have and put oh, it on just to annoy everybody nice. and stick on. It's from I think it's from his first season. I won it in a poker game. Like, we said I haven't talked about everything yet. Subject All right, so here's the funny. <laughs> so I used to watch. American football all the time, right? And it, sure. the reason I loved the Patriots wasn't because the fact that they're winning all the time. I didn't have a clue who they were when I first started watching them. It just so happened mm-hmm. to be the same way that when I fell in love with Arsenal, that they were one of the first teams I ever watched because that was what was on at the time. And kind of got into it and um, started looking into it a little bit more. And again, this was around the time Mike Brown Brady when Brady first started with them, so I wasn't even thinking about that. Right. But anyway, um, and a friend of mine was a massive Colts fan. So, oh. Patriots were playing the Colts one day and went over to his house and um, he made a bet with me that um, he said, if the Patriots win, he goes, I'll give you my Brady jersey. And I said, right, so what if the Colts win? And he's like, oh, you buy me a crate of beer. And I was like, okay, cool. So, yeah. <laughs> Patriots completely fucking destroyed the Colts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so he gave me the jersey very begrudgingly and I was like, cool, thank you very much. And then he um, proceeded to say to me, I'll play you one hand of poker to win this one hand. Five card draw. Well, okay. Cool. Let's go. So I let him shuffle the deck. And he hands mm-hmm. <laughs> out the cards. Greatest hand ever. <laughs> now this sounds like complete bullshit, but this is fucking God honest truth. Right? <laughs> he's sitting there, he's like, how many cards do you want? Like, one. And he's like, what? <laughs> His eyes get all big. <laughs> when he dealt, he dealt me four fucking aces. Oh my god! Right, and I was like, "This is like <laughs> fucking like God." This is like written in the stars. I I was offered four hundred euro for the jersey a couple of weeks later, and I was like, "No, man." I said, I "Told the guy the story, like it was a friend of my brother's, and I told him the story. I won it, and he's like, "Yeah, I never sell that shit." No, like, no, no, you'll like, you frame that. Yeah, and I, 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 I'll tell you what, look, go get it now. Fuck, give me two seconds. Go ahead, go ahead. Eventually found nice. it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and you tripped oh. over because I had uh, my shoelaces untied. Close. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky jersey almost broke your neck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. All right. Some of our fans might be like, yay, we like football talk. The rest of them are saying, get to the fucking point. So I guess we'll get. Yeah. So, straight so, yeah. We can always edit some of that through for the Patreons. Patriots. <laughs> All right, Dan, let's take you back to, let's say, the 1830s or so, to the Brixton Prison in London. And you're doing a three-month stint for fighting in public. Now, if you had been thrown in jail for 
you know, 30 or 40 years earlier, you would probably have spent your days walking around the yard or sitting in a cell. No mental or physical stimulus at all. But today, you will get plenty of exercise. So they take you out to the yard at the beginning of the day, and what you see before you looks like a water wheel on land. A giant cylinder with step-like planks going all the way around. And this one is long with several partition-like structures built on it. You and 23 other prisoners are told to step onto it, one of you in between each partition. As you walk, step by step, the wheel begins to turn. Now, it doesn't turn especially fast, but it turns without stopping. Now, one of your fellow prisoners gets tired and starts to fall behind. Maybe they slip. In either case, they can't keep up. The moderate speed of the wheel and their feet fall beneath the slats and are crushed. Hate that. <laughs> yeah. Prisoner is pulled away and another is put in his place. After 15 minutes or so, you would get a break to sit down, catch your breath, grab some water. And after five or six minutes, you'd be back on to the walking. In the winter, this would go on for six to eight hours. During the summer, you'd be looking forward to 10 to 12 hours of constant stair climbing, the equivalent of anywhere from 5,000 to 14,000 vertical feet daily. This was the punishment of the treadmill. Do it out of my sleep. (laughs) That's a... That's a decent-sized mountain. <laughs> yeah, couldn't do that yeah. shit. <laughs> no, By the end of the first break, we're like... <laughs> but goddamn, after like after like two weeks of doing that, your ass would be banging. Yeah. <laughs> be like that guy that does the video, you know, the guy just always rolling with the... Yeah, the he's got, he's, <laughs> he shoves all the stuff in his pants. He's got the giant ass walking around. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, now, uh, treadmills in prisons became more and more popular, uh, so much so that by 1842, 109 out of 200 prisons in England, Scotland, and Wales had them installed. And they would eventually, even eventually wind up in some of the colonies and in America. But before that, let's take a step back to when, how, and why this all started. And for that, we have to go back to the late 18th century and to the birth of one William Cubitt. So, born October 9th, 1785, in Tillam, Norfolk, England. He was the son of a miller and would follow the path of his father as he grew, taking a job at a mill at an early age. And in 1800, he became an apprentice to a cabinet maker for the next four years, and he followed his passion for building and joined an agricultural machine maker. By 1807, he had become famous in the industry for the accuracy and finish of his patterns for the iron casting of machines. He even invented and patented the self-regulating windmill sails that same year. Now, a few years later, he would become the chief engineer at Ransom of Ipswich. So all this pretty much to say that William Cubitt, who will become Sir William Cubitt later on, loved to and was quite adept at mixing engineering and agriculture. So one day, 1817, he 
for some reason, I just whack the fuck out of my microphone stand. <laughs> I'm trying to be animated for the Patreon, <laughs> and I whack the fuck out of my microphone. Over gesticulation. So, <laughs> so one day, 1817, for some reason, <laughs> he, he took a tour of a prison and thought that they were just pretty much a total waste of time. Uh, He saw that the inmates were wasting all their energy and thought that they could be put to work and be productive while incarcerated. So he got busy inventing. Now, his initial attempts at the tread wheel, as it was known at the time, uh, design took many different forms, including one design where the tread wheel had two wheels you walked on and their cogs interlocked. His most popular design was installed at Brixton Prison in London in 1818, the same one that you, Dan, were forced to walk on at the beginning of the show. That was a pain now, at the off. center of this structure is an axle, like the axle of a wagon wheel. Uh, it is as the prisoner walks on the steps, the axle turns. Connected to the axle is machinery that would then grind grain or pump water. So with every step the prisoner takes, they're not just walking in place. They're also making the machinery move. Hence the name Tread, Tread. Mill. Mill. They're milling. They're milling the corn. Hmm. No. Yeah. I don't know if anybody ever put those two together before. No. I didn't know the story. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Is but that what Conan the Barbarian was doing when he was pushing his big log thing around the place? Probably. Mill? Yeah. 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 Milling. Now, the reason this machine took off in popularity soon after was because it caught the attention of Society for the Improvement of Prison Discipline as the perfect solution to the free luxuries problem. But this time, the prisons in England were going through a sort of a reforming process, providing necessities like food and blankets to the prison. Uh, Before this back up until the late 18th century. Prisons didn't give you shit. If you were thrown in prison, it was you were just there. All right, They didn't give you extra clothes. They didn't give you blankets or pillows or a cot to sleep in or a pot to piss in or, or, or food or any of that type of shit. You were just kind of thrown in there. That's because it's prison. And it was, yeah, yeah. it was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, this place kind of stinks. I don't yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I am not going to enjoy my time in this premises. One star Excuse on me. Yelp. Can I get a Monopoly board or something? I'm bored. <laughs> uh, so it was pretty much up to the family and friends and loved ones of the prisoner to make sure that they had the things they needed. And this land, this led to, like, rampant bribery of guards. Like, like, give him, you know, find what you can and give it to him. And and guards just making tons of money off bribes to take care of certain prisoners over others. And it became a real problem. So to combat that, they started giving the, I mean, they weren't giving them like cashmere sweaters and shit like that. It was just the bare necessities, you know, a cot, a pillow, a blanket, um, food for the day. Recipes. Yes, uh, clo- extra clothing, stuff like that. Stuff that you would need to survive. They started giving that stuff away. I'm not giving it away, but if you were in prison, you, 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 know, you were given the things that you needed. 
people forget, started to forget about your worries and your strifes. Yeah. It's the, the simple bare necessities. People started worrying that the poor would commit crimes just to be imprisoned and get free stuff. It sounds a lot like some of the shit you hear people say today <laughs> about, well, people are just going to, you're giving them, you're giving food stamps. People are just going to quit working so they can get food stamps. No, they're not, but okay. I mean, well, unless you live maybe, here and then uh, um, it makes more financial sense to be sitting scratching your arse and getting government money, <laughs> but how much they get in comparison. I mean, depends yeah. on the situation, obviously. No. No. One of the problems with growing a beard is proper beard care. Going on a website or even to a brick and mortar store and seeing dozens of different options, whether it be oils, washes, balms, lotions, razors, butters, or just a massive amount of different companies all trying to sell you virtually the same product with a different logo. It can be difficult and overwhelming. And even worse, <clears throat> see I already fucked it up. <laughs> and even worse so if you're trying to buy beard products for someone else. Well, thebeardstruggle.com has made that process infinitely easier with their beard kits and bundles. Anything from a simple oil kit that gives you day tonic and night elixir. To the complete beard care bundle that gives you the day and night oils, beard shampoo, beard conditioner, beard balm, and the Viking Sea Mineral Beard Mask. The beard growth bundle that comes with the Boxster Growth Accelerator and the Derma Roller to cracky shave kit that gives you everything you need to keep your beard short and trimmed up. To the mother of all beard kits, the Apex Bundle 2.0 that comes with 15 different products including the heated beard brush and straightener. And if you're still just not sure what bundle to get, you can take their beard routine quiz and the beard struggle will tell you what the best beard care routine and products are for your specific beard type and price range. The beard struggle takes the confusion out of what you get, what to get. Anyway, the beard struggle takes the... The reading the ad struggle. <laughs> the beard struggle takes the confusion out of what to get for your beard or that special beard wearer in your life. And the best part is since it's a bundle, you save money. And with our exclusive discount code, TORTURE19, that's T-O-R-T-U-R-E 19, you'll save even more, 19% at checkout. And with their 90-day money-back guarantee, you have absolutely nothing to worry about. And since they never test on animals, you can feel good supporting an ethical company that also produces a quality product. TheBeardStruggle.com. Do what's right for your beard. Do what's right for your face. Sort your fucking beard out. So... These lug so they they decided that these luxuries the prisoners need um uh, that the prisoners were getting needed to be offset by their labor, ideally painful and pointless labor. Mister, any other kind when it comes to prison. <laughs> <laughs> 
So recruitment of the next generation of hardened criminals was rampant in prisons. Poor kids who came in for petty crimes would leave with contacts and lockpicking and other subversive skills. And prison administrators wanted both to rehabilitate and to keep people separate. So I talked about those partitions on the, you know, the treadmill that, Dan, you were having to walk on. Mm -hmm. Um, The partition treadmill delivered on both of these. Uh, You were both walking all fucking day and you weren't allowed to talk to the people next to you. So it's just you, which makes it even more mind numbing, obviously. Yeah, yeah. 12 hours of just. Walk up the stairs. Got the I was thinking Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I heard. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Wait for George Carlin to come in and be like, "Silly train." Um, the long hours on it were mind-numbingly, numbingly boring and physically exhausting. But it soon began to be used less as a work machine and more like a torture device. Quote. At first, it was used to grind corn or pump water or as a means of exercise, but it soon became a a mere method of punishment, grinding air. Uh, A journalist. That sounds like a really bad 2000s emo band album or something. Grinding air. air. It's just it's a it's a it's a, like a 1999 new metal band to grind it here. It's 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 everything's like uh, drop D tuning down yeah. a, a step and a half, and it's all like the one the one string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's playing a turntable in the back. Go <laughs> west, get Jim West. They have a they have a, a sponsorship by Ibanez. They're all seven string guitars, five string basses. Yeah, which I have no. I, I, I say this. I can say this because I listen to that music. <laughs> so no, I drop my Mesa Boogie Triple Rex. So drop my every single yeah. one of them. So I can. They're Paul all Reed on the Smith cover of gu- making all that money from them. They're all on the cover of Guitar World, like pulling on the strings and biting on the heads of the guitar and everything because they're so edgy with their spiked frosted tips and yeah. I can't comment. Again, I can make fun of it because I used to, you know, roll in that world. That's I still don't mind playing Lincoln Park songs just before we jumped on here. So yeah. I still, I mean, I still will turn on a corn album every once in a while, just just for that teen angst in me. Can you believe they only signed up to do a thing with Adidas last year? It's fucking crazy. Yeah, well, before like, that, they wore on. Puma stuff all the time. They 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 were yeah. sponsored. They Puma gave them all their shit. Which Grant, I love Puma shoes and 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 track suits. Other that was great. But I mean, come on. The marketing was there for since like '94. The yeah. marketing for Adidas has been there. That's the thing. I, whenever I see a, a red Adidas tracksuit with stripes, I think of one of two things Jonathan Davis uh-huh. or a Russian mobster. 
<laughs> and that's it. So guy sitting in, in a um, long chair, sitting in a lawn chair on the streets of New on the sidewalk of New York outside yeah. of Delhi. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you say in um in what you call it in Hawkeye, the trust the bro. <laughs> Think of those guys, <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> trust the bro. <sighs> Now a journalist working for the uh Gloucester is it is it Gloucester? Gloucester? Oh, Gloucester. Gloucester. Now I now I can't say it. It's um, yeah, probably uh G L U G L O U C E S T E R. Gloucester. I I think it's Gloucester. Gloucestershireshireshireham. Uh, a journalist working for the Gloucester Journal got to see them being used. He wasn't fond of the contraption. Quote, Not a word was spoken on the wheel or off it, nor was it necessary. For each prisoner knew the moment that his spell ceased so accurately that he whose turn had come had no opportunity of forgetting it. One could not fail to be struck by the air of languor and almost misery, which always marks labor, not lightened by reward. Which is true. If you're just working to work and you're not getting anything out of it, it really fucking sucks. Yeah, that's fair enough. Like, <laughs> that's how it's like working for the civil service. <laughs> I know I said that last week as well, but my God, all these things are hitting home. Yeah. Well, it's like when I the job I have when I first got the jobs I had previously. If if you hit a quota, you got a bonus, so you you worked all that that much harder to get that little bit of bonus. But the job I have now, if you get so many pieces out, you, you don't get anything extra. Yeah. So why would I? Why, why would, would I want to? Yeah. I told the guy who hired me on at that job. I told them that they were stupid. When he told me that, I was like, "What's there? What's your bonus like?" He goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, if we run, you know, we run fast, we get this amount of tonnage or whatever. Do do you get like, uh, you know, three percent bonus on the day or something like that?" He goes, "No, we don't do that." I go, "Oh, okay. Well, that's stupid." <laughs> when I was interviewing for the fucking job, <laughs> he goes, "He's like, what?" You're hired. <laughs> he's like, he's like, excuse, like, excuse me. I was like, "You're wanting people to to work extra hard and put out all this extra, you know, product, but you're not rewarding them for it. it, it you're not. It's it's called incentive or piecework, and you're not giving them that. And that's stupid. You can get so much. You people would care so much more about what they put out if you gave them a little bit of a little bit yeah. of a reason to do so." Uh, so now we get we get uh, we get like a quarterly thing that if we hit a certain percentage we get like a half a percent on top of one paycheck or something so it's like an extra hundred bucks which is like pointless I don't give a fuck man yeah yeah that's not you get like you'd get like an in my old job you get like an extra sixty to seventy dollars a day. If you put out the number that you're supposed to put out, they're giving you a hundred bucks a fucking quarter. That's anyway, <laughs> but since the machines ticked all the boxes the public were looking for, they were quickly built in over half the prisons of the country. Like, oh well, this is doing what we wanted to do. It's wearing out the prisoners and 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 all these people who are going into prison for the free food. Uh, 
they're having to work for it now, so we're happy. <sighs> Virtually, no one was excluded. According to the British Prison Act of 1865, anyone 16 or older could end up doing some serious hard time on the wheel, including a one Oscar Wilde. He spent two years on the treadmill as punishment for gross indecency with a certain male persons. He was he was having gay sex. He was he was a homosexual who had sex with men, and that no in the way. 1860s in England was illegal. That's why he called Couldn't him Oscar Wilde, you see. You know, him and uh Brom uh Stoker had a long kind of history uh his his wife was kind of in love with oscar wilde that's a whole it's a whole big big thing but i you know that yeah, that's so a whole interesting Brown story Stoker not gay as well or something you're not homosexual no he was not no? he was a married man with children oh well, now, he, mean, he, wasn't. <laughs> he may he may have dabbled on the side every once in a while well everybody but, did uh, you know as you say when in rome <laughs> i mean it was a college thing uh but yeah it's one time a bad anyway. camp and all that. <laughs> with the sousaphone. Yeah. With the kazoo. <laughs> uh, now, in a poem about his incarceration called The Ballad of Reading Gaul, he wrote, We back. You know what? No. Wild is Irish. The, the, ballad, the ballad of too many fucking steps. <laughs> I was going to read this, but you know what? Oscar Wilde is Irish, and I feel that maybe it would be best done. In a good Irish accent. I happen to know somebody with a good one. I could use mine, but I have a feeling that even though, Dan, you don't get offended often, it would be offensive. <laughs> I couldn't. So, Dan, why don't I send this to you, and I'll have you read it. Cool. What's it What's it called? Uh, The Ballad of Reading Gaul. But it's only, it's only like four little lines. It's just one, it's Gale. one part. Is it Gale? A breeding Gale? G A O L? Yeah, because that's, that's how you're for jail. So, yeah. Oh, well, you know what? That <laughs> so, there makes, you go. Yeah. That makes sense. It's just. That'd be Redding. That's Redding. Oh, so it's know. Redding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. that's See, the English language is, is tricky. Yeah. Yeah. It's the past tense of red. Of read, even. <laughs> What were you reading during the day? Oh no, I I was reading it. (laughs) That's what I was doing. It's the bad. It's really, really far back past tense. Uh, Don't you know? I was locked up into prison. Somebody was. Sure, fa fa fee, fa fa fo. I knew you were going to do the fa fa fee. (laughs) I don't think it was tins he was banging. Now, just so you know, before I go reading this, so. Where was which town was he from again? Which town was Oscar from? Pretty sure it was he uh before because I have to try and get this correct. No. Yeah, he he uh, uh he was he was from Dublin. So that's right. But he was he, but, but he was oh, his parents are Anglo uh, Irish intellectuals, which mean uh, to probably talk with marbles in their arses. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. He came from a place with an even number the wrong side of the, the Liffey for me. Oh, um, fuck. So yeah. 
So anyway, right. So we shall start it with old Oscar yeah, Madman. The Ballad of uh, Reading Gale. Gale. Yeah. All right. The Ballad okay. of Reading Gale. We banged the tins and bawled the hymns and sweated on the mill. But in the heart of every man, terror was lying still. Ah, see, he said the mill. That's what he's talking about. That's right. Mm. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Wilde would actually never recover from his brutal treatment and died three years after his release at the age of 46. His brutal treatment in the prison wasn't obviously the only reason he ended up dying. There was, um, I believe Oscar Wilde was pretty famously known for having syphilis. uh, Because, you know, he liked to fuck. Yep. And he didn't just fuck men. I I would say I said he was homosexual. He was more like... um, Male leaning bisexual because he he would have sex with women plenty of times. He so, died uh, of yeah, he, he he died of meningitis. Is that what it was? Yeah. No, there you go. Anyway, various iterations started appearing around England, Scotland, and Wales, including one which looked like a paddle steamer. Inside the barrel, certain things such as gravel would be mixed. Um, one of them was introduced in North Allerton's jail in north of England. A prisoner there remarked that it was, quote, irksome, dull, monotonous, and disgusting. Uh, the nickname for this one was the Everlasting Staircase. Uh, there were very few iterations, not not very many. I, they, I saw somebody, they had put, uh, somebody had written about one that was like, You walked inside of it instead of on the outside of it. So the planks were like on the inside. You walked in on the inner circumference of it. um, That's what I had in my head when you described it. That's what I assumed. On the inside? Yeah, I assumed it was like giant hamster wheel job. Yeah, usually they were on the out walking on the outside, like a giant water wheel, and you'd actually walk on the paddles on the outside of it. You know, that that was the that was the most famous kind. Um I don't know if you got better leverage for milling because it would it would kind of be they would be recessed into the ground a little bit so everything could be connected with machinery and stuff otherwise they'd have to have a you know a lot of fucking structure to kind of hold it up in the air um, so they would dig it down in the ground and kind of recess it in and you'd step up and walk and when you were done I also think that was make to make it easier for you to step off and step on without getting completely crushed by it otherwise you'd have to jump off and then jump back on. So now what's interesting in the case of the North Allerton treadmill is the fact that the treadmills were closed down after the local people in the area complained. So the millers and farmers there said the treadmill was negatively affecting their profits because the prison had five of them in total and that free labor was being used to operate what had become a very productive corn mill. It's like, listen, we're trying to do this and pay people to do it. You fuckers are doing it like five times the speed for free. <laughs> you're, you're fucking up the economy. <laughs> I mean, I understand what they're trying to do, but I mean, come on, you're, you're screwing us. So the prison, the prison eventually just got rid of them. Um, and actually, some of these prisons, you can go online and look at the blueprints for when they were built or when they were renovated, and they will actually have 
the little boxes on there that show you where the treadmill was being built. I'll try to find it and I'll post Ooh. it on our Instagram. It's really neat. Um, I think it was the Durham prison that I was looking at. It I, you can actually see up in a corner, little little square. It was a little treadmill. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Now, as time would show, treadmills were clearly not that safe. Exertion combined with poor diet often led to injury, illness, and even death. An 1885 medical, uh, 1885 British Medical Journal article called "Death on the Treadmill," very inventive and creative with their titles, criticized Durham Prison for the treadmill-induced death of a prisoner with a heart disease. And in uh, November of 1894, at the Gloucester Prison, a 45-year-old inmate named Henry Johnson died on the treadmill, only receiving... So, this is some shit. You end up dying in prison because of the stuff that you're doing. You only got a 14-day sentence for death. Well, for, for, for death. For theft. How dare you die? <laughs> Get him into prison. Did you die? For... Throw him in prison. <laughs> Fuck him out to the treadmill. He says, don't, 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 He's just rolling. <laughs> it's like, this guy's pretty crap like, at this. <laughs> like you're rolling down an escalator. It keeps going up and you just keep going. Do, do, do. Can he beat him until he starts walking? <laughs> uh, 14 day sentence for death. It's like, I never understood why they made, um, suicide illegal. It's like, what are you going to do if, there are, if they already <laughs> yeah. did it? They just handcuffed corpse. And that's it. Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. So he only received a 14-day sentence for theft. He was, by all accounts, a strong man with no noticeable health issues, but after a round on the treadmill, he complained of chest pains and embarrassing bouts of farting. Apparently that. that's a apparently that's a thing. If if you're having heart problems, apparently uh, having gas is a kind of a a, a symptom. Which hmm. I must be having heart problems. Yeah, I must be. Time. Yeah, just like, <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> uh, the prison doctor could find nothing wrong. <laughs> could find nothing wrong with him, and so he was sent back to his cell and told he'd be back on the treadmill the next day. On November 1st, just after five minutes on the machine, he collapsed and died. A look into the matter seemed to suggest that Johnson had been in perfectly fine shape, with a report saying he died of syncope, which was just fainting. Oh, he died. He had a massive fainting attack and died. (laughs) Oh dear! Yeah. <laughs> Hand to the forehead. Oh dear! And then he's dead. For... He's you know, if that's true, then like every female character from a 1930s or 1940s movie would have just died because they all fainted. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. So you're on King Kong. <laughs> oh, she dead. Bring back to place, boys. She fainted. Did the fall kill him? No. Was fainting killed yeah. the beast. <laughs> now the death rate from the treadmill soon climbed to about one a week, and I prompted see what you did the conclude. Climbed. Yes. King Kong, up the building. Uh, climb. Oh, and oh no, no, climbed like he's climbing the wheel. Which one was it? Because I did the wheel. Kind of two of them. The wheel. Okay. <laughs> 
Just like the prisoners climbed the treadmill, the death count soon climbed to one a week and prompted a conclusion that the, quote, the mill is not useful and has proved itself occasionally injurious. Yeah, about once a week. You hear that, you <laughs> fitness freak bastards that tell me to get healthy and go to the gym. You heard it there. The treadmill is not useful. Is it's dangerous. Eventually, it's going to catch up to you. You're going to be on the treadmill with a bunch of other people at Planet Fitness or whatever, and one of you is going to drop dead, apparently from fainting. From fainting or from heart problems from not farting enough. Yeah. He's just on the treadmill like, this motherfucker next to me stinks. He's about yeah. to faint and die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, more importantly, among the minds of the day nearing the end of the 19th century, the focus on breaking the body and mind was giving way to a more thoughtful approach to rehabilitation and to focus on education, so they say. Uh, a series of prison acts passed through the 19th century increasingly restricted how long prisoners can be subject to such devices, and the Act of 1898 called for an end of their use. By 1895, there were just 39 in use across Britain and merely 13 by 1901. And we've talked about things being abolished in that part of the world before the you know uk england um about how stuff is not used anymore like the 19th century and then it doesn't get uh, abolished or banned until like the 20th or the late or the 21st century so they stopped using them around 1901 but they weren't banned until 1989 seems weird to me (laughs) Um, then some bastard walked into a warehouse and found all these just lined up against the wall and thought I can make some money out of this stuck a sign up on the door charged people to walk into that goddamn place replaced the whole front of it with windows there you go put on some tight trousers I can get Olivia Newton John to write a whole song about just doing this type of stuff damn straight oh Olivia but see, but see, uh, when when it was first started getting used, they would spend quite. A, they would spend like an hour on these things at a time, and uh, you'd get maybe a ten minute break every hour. And then as it went along, they realized how torturous that was on the body, and they started cutting it down to like half an hour, you know, forty five minutes to fifteen minutes to ten minutes, and you get little breaks in between. Because honestly, walking upstairs for an hour over you're you you you're you're gonna die. It's <laughs> just you can't do. Yeah. So But Britain wasn't the only place treadmills were used, like I had said earlier. They were also built on some of the colonies and in America, like in Jamaica, after the slavery abolition Abolition Act of 1833, where it was no longer legal to own a slave, but perfectly legal to force former slaves into indentured service for four to six years. And in case you were wondering if if I mixed up my words there a little bit, indentured service is the same fucking thing as slavery. (laughs) They're still working for free. Doing the jobs you don't want to do. Only this time, there's a time limit set on it. Four to six years, and they called it an apprenticeship system. Of course they Some did. of these, 
Yeah, some of these apprentices were chained to one of the treadmills that had been built there and told to, quote, dance, which, you know, meant walk, um, along with the obvious whippings. And this lasted <laughs> for years. Footloose, footloose. <laughs> you just know, oh, they, you said, they said dance, and you just know somebody's on, like, their last day, and they're just like, <laughs> they're just dancing up that fucking thing and the guy who's whipping him is whipping him extra hard because he's all pissed off because he knows that it's the last time he gets to uh, good for you get the fuck out of there and actually there were journalists sent to Jamaica to, to see this happen because they heard of the horrors that were going on there about uh, you know these apprentices um, being whipped as they walk and it was like oh Oh, yeah, that's not that bad. Like, fuck you. You do it, you piece of shit. <laughs> they said they would, like, hang Cat of Nine Tails uh, in front of them so they could see him as they were walking on the on the mill. Like, I mean, they're just they're just showing. It was like, listen, you, you might not be technically a slave anymore, but I still own your ass. Yeah. You know, you're going to do what the fuck I tell you to if you survive the next four to six years. And if anybody doesn't uh, know what a Cat of Nine Tails is, you can go back and listen to our previous episode. Boom! That's why I keep him around, because he does yeah. that type of shit. Yeah. Now, in like 1822... <laughs> I want you to click that thumb. Yeah. Subscribe, like. I think he helps us out. Uh, now, in 1822, a 16-man treadmill was installed at the prison on East 26th Street in New York City at a cost of $3,050.99, uh, which I think was like $13 million back then. Uh, they gr- they ground 40 to 60 bushels of corn a day. Within two years, the prison had built three more, two of them used by women. That's a lot of now, corn. There are three. Yeah, it is. Well, we are a big corn-eating country. Without that, I mean, Ireland has the potatoes. We have corn. We're a big, we're a big corn. Don't say, yeah, the Midwest is just corn. <laughs> yeah. Corn and soybeans is really all is really all you get in the Midwest. Just corn and soybeans. Sometimes wheat. Now there are three other prisons in the U.S. that installed them: Newgate, Charleston, and Philadelphia. And at one point, slave owners in Charleston could actually rent one out to punish runaway slaves, like uh, like a bouncy house. You just rent it out for parties. Just go to the prison and be like. Can I have uh, that for just a day? Just pump it up. You guys just go. You guys go have a good time. For fuck's sake. <laughs> the guy's jumping <laughs> off the top of it like they're wrestling. Boom. <laughs> because we've all done Power that. Bomb. Yeah. Elbow. <laughs> One guy's up there going, oh, yeah. <laughs> Slim Jim. <Jew. sighs> But picking cotton and breaking rocks was actually where they wanted slaves to use their energy. So that whole thing just kind of died out. Um, Soon after uh, America started using them, we stopped using them. What had been seen in the UK as a success didn't really seem to work over here. Uh, But it wasn't because the treadmill was seen as too dangerous or torturous. No, 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 that's not that's not what Americans were worried about. It's, oh, we can't do this. It's too it's too harsh. Yeah, no, no. The powers that be just didn't think that human grinding was very productive. If it had been productive, <laughs> they'd have grinding. been on every fucking street corner. Uh, yeah, human grinding. 
Look at all this people that it produced, though. What's the heat with your I was thinking more like walking into a nightclub, like sweat fest. You know, it's like, this isn't very productive at all. All it's producing me is with a fucking rash. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants a mustache rashed? But uh, yeah, they weren't producing enough grain or ground up grain or pumped water or whatever to really justify because honestly machines at the time were doing it better and they, they, they kept advancing machinery kept advancing uh, humans only going to advance so much to do the same fucking thing over and over again. yeah and 19 at 1827 the prison discipline society of boston said in an article that quote the treadmill teaches the convict nothing that can be useful to him on his discharge it is not a profitable employment of human power and they were pretty much banned in america in 1828 it did resurface in america in 1913 with the us patent for a training machine and then in the 1960s the american Mechanical engineer William Staub created a home fitness machine called the Pacemaster 600. He began manufacturing home treadmills in New Jersey. He used it often himself right until months before his death at the age of 96. Treadmills are still the top-selling training equipment in the U.S., but still come with all the baggage, injuries, and boredom that prisoners endured in England. Actually, they're not near as boring now because you could watch TV on them. Half the yeah, time. I was going to say, next time you're sitting there in your treadmill, you remember what happened to poor Oscar. <laughs> or the guy who died of flatulence or whatever the hell it was. You were. Oh, no, no, no. Oscar, Oscar Wilde didn't die of flatulence. No, it's that other guy. Henry. Henry died of flatulence and fainting. He yeah, farted, yeah. fainted, farted again, died. Yeah. That's because he fell into his own fart when he fainted. He fell into his own fart. So. He's like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and then died from uh, Dan, were you able to find any pop culture? Yeah, I found um. There's uh. Where's where this gone? Sorry, I had it, I literally had it open there uh, two seconds ago. Specifically, the one the penal version of the treadmill, not the uh, yeah. Because we all know the old treadmill dance thing in that music video. Everybody knows about that. We also have Tay Tay. Oh, uh, okay, go. Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah. I don't know the name of it. Yeah, but everybody, everybody knows yeah, The band is OK Go. Oh. Um, I can't remember what the name of the song is. But yeah, it's a fantastic video. Cool, yeah. Um, so apparently uh, a band, a folk rock band called Steel Eye Span um, have a song on their album. Uh, the album's called Storm Force 10, which I haven't all of it. just didn't know the name of the band that did Storm Force 10. But anyway, um, the song is literally called The Treadmill Song. And it's about a prisoner's <laughs> hard labor. Song. Yeah, it's about a prisoner's hard labor um, on the treadmill. Uh, Charles Dickens references it in A Christmas Carol. Every uh-huh. Scrooge talks about the treadmill, um, and he describes it as useless, apparently. So, um, in his novel uh, Bleak House by the lawyer Mister Tolkien Tolkien yes, threatens imprisonment uh, treadmills for women and. Uh, we already had an Oscars bit. I, I know I've seen it in movies where um, it's... I remember seeing it in a film used to pump water at some stage where it was like... Um, maybe it was like, you know, the, the remake of Conan the Barbarian that had um, sure. Yamanda Aquavana. It was something like that, like that kind of vibe of a film where I remember seeing like okay. a bunch of slaves doing it. Um, oh, jeez, what the hell was it? 
I can't remember the film anyway. I, I remember seeing it where they use it to pump them in like uh, pump water in like a quarry type thing or some shit like that. Right. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, like, that looks pretty fucking rough. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you, you see them in those types of dystopian movies every once in a while where there's just one person and a fucking wheel and I, like a hamster wheel running to produce something. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, um, there was another thing that once they stopped kind of using this, they used a thing called a hand crank, which was just a box with a hand, with a crank on the side of it. And you just crank it with your, with your arm. And you oh, had yeah. to do like, you got like rewards. Like you would get, if you could do t- 2000 crank revolutions with the crank, you <laughs> a got, little like, clown breakfast. popped out of the box. And went <laughs> <laughs> the whole time he's going, do, 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 do. And, like, ah. <laughs> and then it doesn't happen. And the guard's like, ha, ah, go again. And you just keep doing it until it pops up. And everybody goes, ah, and you punch it. And then you go sit down. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get really into that because it, it's not really the same thing. It wasn't used long. Um, apparently they could tighten a screw to make it harder to turn. Uh, but like you would, you would do certain, uh, amount of revolutions in order to get like breakfast or, uh, in order to get certain amenities. Uh, if you didn't do it, then you couldn't get that stuff. Uh, I saw one said you had to do 15,000 revolutions before you'd get food or some shit. Um, I tried to say that the reason you they called cops screws was because they would ah. tighten up that screw. Uh, I had always heard that they were called screws because that's what held on the ankle cuffs that was attached to like either attached to one another or attached to the you know the ball and chain. Um, mm-hmm. That it was actually screws and not locks that connected those, and that's why they were called screws. But yeah. who knows? It could have been could have been the use of a uh, the old head crusher, which is also previous episode um <laughs> audio thumb uh, screws thumb screws yeah we will yeah we'll get we'll get to those too at uh future some point episodes, so subscribe future episodes yep. if you subscribe you'll uh find out when we launch the thumb screw episode <laughs> well thank you to our patrons Jagamani, Willow Quinn Fowler, MX Sinister 26, and our newest cult leader, Nevin. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. If you would like to join our Patreon or um, see what Nevin is seeing with the cult leader tier, uh, you can do that for free for seven days at patreon.com slash torture pod. Um, email us, slide into those DMs on our Insta or TikTok, even our Twitter that I don't really spend any time on. I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. And I don't do a whole lot with no, it's not X, it's fucking Twitter. And uh threads, which I don't really do a whole lot on either. Um, but we're at torturepod on all those, uh torturepod at gmail.com. We will read what you send us if you would like for us to, uh if it you know. If 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 it's, if it's not just a hey I you know I signed up for something, but if it's a genuine a genuine uh, where the fuck's my mug? <laughs> exactly. Where's my stickers? It takes you forever to give me my fucking stickers. So say, do you like guys talking shit about food, funny <laughs> names for places, and Dungeons and Dragons? Well, you should be talking about torture devices. Sign yeah. up and subscribe to the Torture Podcast. 
We have a poll right now on our Patreon going, actually. Um, tell tell us what you like us covering the most. You do not have to be a Patreon member to go um, submit anything to the poll. It is free to the public. Just go to our Patreon page. Polls right there. Click which one. What you like what you like to see us cover the most so we know what more direction we should take with this. Granted, I'm going to kind of just do whatever I want anyway, but it's nice to know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go to our YouTube page where if you like watching your podcast, we have little snippets because you can kind of see what we're doing. Uh, go to Apple or Good Pods. Good Pods is a great place to uh, do reviews. There's a lot, a lot of the independent podcasts use Good Pods for that type of stuff. Go follow us on Good Pods. Write review us on there because all that stuff gets sent to me, and I will read your review on here, whether it's good or bad. I will read it on the air. And yeah, I'd like to know the bad too. I would love to get it. a bad. I, oh, okay. I don't want to get a bad review, but if we do get one, I will fucking read it. Because I think that would be hilarious. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, don't it? Nice to know yeah. where I'm, where, you know. <laughs> yeah. These guys are annoying. I don't like the way they sound. And, and then go listen to another podcast, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you can donate to our show on our link tree, um, which is on our socials. You can buy us a pizza at buymeacoffee.com slash torture pod. And you can go, again, to our Patreon to support us. Or what I would love for everybody to do is go to redbubble.com slash people slash torture pod and buy some of our fucking merch. Dan has the hat on and the shirt on underneath the jersey. I have welcome to La Tumba on me right now. I don't have the hat on right now. I just didn't feel like putting it on. A hint for our next episode. Every younger brother or sister had to endure this at some point, but hopefully it didn't drive you insane. Nuggies. That's a good one. Dan, any words of wisdom? Yeah, the uh, yeah, the Indian birds. Came pre-prepared today. Came prepared. Awesome. It takes two wipes to know that you needed three, (laughs) but it takes three wipes to know you only needed two. It's like I, it's like I got a crayon up there or something. I don't know where it's all coming from. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. One of the best purchases we ever made was getting a bidet. We have a bidet attachment onto our toilet. It fucking change your life. I accidentally bideted myself um, where we don't even have one, and uh, yeah. I don't know who wants to listen to this story, but I feel like uh, that's I feel like that's a Patreon story. I feel like you have to pay for that type of content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just hold on. So hold on just a minute. Sorry for everybody's getting it for free, but if you want to know that, you gotta go sign up. Alright, everybody. Take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and we'll see you. Bye bye. Now about your anus. <laughs>